And we're back with episode 39 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host. Russ. And Russ, you know, just got done filming, talking about the SEC title game and our initial thoughts and reactions. Tell me right now, you know, Transfer Portal officially, I think it officially opened last Monday, but today's also known as Portal Monday, the day after. Um, Some big names are out there, not from Georgia, but also a big name from Georgia's out there. Just tell me from what you've seen and what you've heard Tell me just a big name that just immediately described your attention. Well, you know, obviously, Brock Vandergriff enters the transfer transfer portal, which every Georgia fan was probably expecting at some point. He's uh, served his time, and he's ready to play, and I don't really blame him at all. And the best thing, I mean, that comes out of this is that the fact that Carson Beck is probably coming back, so – um. Yeah, it, it stinks that we're losing that talent back there because I really like Brock Vandergriff. I think he's a good quarterback. And, you know, I I wish the best for him as he as he leaves and uh, goes and prospers somewhere else. Um, because he's a great football player and he deserves that. Yeah, I. You know, I saw him enter the portal this morning. I saw the Instagram post, and at first I was like, "Well, dang." You know, you don't. You always hate to lose a guy, especially somebody who you've kind of, you know, he's been there for a while and he's sad. And you always kind of were curious to see him really play, and he's never really gotten the, just the chance to just really unleash his full talent. But then I got excited afterward. I was like, "Well, crap!" Now you, here's what him entering the portal means. I think it's the best news for this Georgia team as possible because it either means that a Carson Beck's coming back, or b Georgia's already out there fighting to get a stud quarterback in the portal right now. And I think your answer is, A, I think Carson Beck is coming back next year, and I think that's really huge for this team. Um, I mean, I think Carson Beck coming back may be the best – I think he's the best quarterback in college football next year. I think it's hard to deny that. Even if Quinn Ewers, who's already announced he's coming back, is back, I think Carson Beck is a better quarterback than him. And I think that, you know, Brock – has you know sat and waited patiently, and I th- but I think he's just too talented to just stay on this roster and just sit. I think he's got. I think he's got to go somewhere and play. And you know, obviously, you hate to see anybody leave this program, but you know, I'll be rooting for the guy wherever he ends up, unless he's playing against the dogs. Uh, do you see uh, Gunnar Stockton making a move anywhere? Um, I think so. I think Gunnar leaves after next year. You know, you bring in two freshmen, two talented freshmen, two freshmen that are probably going to be fighting for Carson's spot after he leaves. Um, You know, Kirby runs his own thing. Kirby knows what he's doing. Kirby's there every day. Kirby sees it. I wouldn't be surprised. I think you lose one of them next next offseason, whether it is a freshman or whether it is um, Gunner. Hope, in my opinion, I'd rather, you know, you keep the number one player in the class, obviously and let him, you know, take over after Carson. But I think you're going to lose a quarterback. I think there's just so much talent in that room that there's just – there's not enough spots, and and guys want to play, and I get it. I mean, guys want to be – guys don't want to sit. And some guys don't even want to sit for a year anymore. So, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out next year. I think um, Brock leaving is going to be the only one you really see this offseason. Um, they've lost some other guys at other positions too. Jackson Meeks entered the portal, 
And I know some former UGA players were very vocal about that today. Um, I just want to get your initial thoughts on that. You know, Jackson Meeks played a good bit foot played a good bit last year, but really we didn't get to see him a whole lot this year. Um, played a lot of special teams. And I saw something, uh, Darnell Washington commenting on his post about oh, how Jackson Meeks was done dirty by Georgia and all that. What what do you think about that? Um I haven't I haven't seen uh you know, the remarks that other players were putting on there and stuff. But, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's true. I believe you. Um, yeah. I think Jackson Meeks is a really good athlete, obviously. He's uh, playing at the University of Georgia, or was. Um, and I think I think if it was any other team, he could have played a big part. Yeah. Um, but just the the – abilities that we had at wide receiver this year. Um, I just, it, it stinks to see him go, but, you know, he's not going to play yep. at Georgia. I mean, he, there's just not a spot for him. Um, this team just has too many weapons. And yeah, and, and it's not a, was, it's not a dig on his talent. It's not a dig on who he is as a player. And I don't think he was done wrong by Georgia. I think, that the comments made by some former players, Darnell Washington being one of them, it's kind of just them almost forcing an opinion about Georgia going and getting guys like Dominic Lovett and Ra Thomas out of the transfer portal. But, you know, I think this team did what it had to do, and I think it I think the two acquisitions were two of the best they made. And, you know, you can't deny that Dominic Lovett didn't play a massive role in this offense and that when Ra Thomas saw the field he did not he played a massive role. I mean so I don't think that he was done wrong. And I think that, you know, you obviously don't want to lose a guy like we're talking about with Brock. But, I mean, when is he going to see the field? And when is he really going to be able to play play? So well, I just think that Georgia is kind of, you know, all the other guys have already proved themselves in the wide receiver room. They've shown what they could do. And Jackson Meeks is just kind of right there in between where he doesn't get a whole, like, enough playing time to show really what he's got. And, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird situation. Yeah. Well, outside of Georgia, some other big names have entered the portal. Cam Ward from Washington, Riley Leonard from Duke. Um. Let me think. Who's the other big one that entered the portal? Tyler Buckner, by the way, entered the portal for Alabama, but not for football. He entered the portal for men's lacrosse. So, so you know, if you're needing a good men's lacrosse player, Tyler Buckner might be your guy. But tell me just kind of if you have any idea or inclination where you see some of these guys ending up. I've seen a lot of stuff about Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame. Um, just kind of tell me what you think about this. DJU? DJ Uangalele, he's also in the portal. Where do you see guys like that headed? Um, so I'll I'll start off with a rumor. Um, you didn't mention this guy, but Trevor Etienne. Oh yeah, is reportedly, you know, coming to Georgia through the portal. Um, big game for the dogs. Big acquisition in that a, backfield. I mean that that's gonna be huge. Huge um, speed threat. Mm. 
yeah, speed threat, him paired with Dejon and Branson Paul, Robinson. Or uh what's his name? Andrew Paul, is that his name? Andrew Paul and then Branson Robinson too. And Branson Robinson who was hurt a lot of the year. Um you know, I think that's a huge thing for the dogs. Uh I'll say something about DJ not even gonna try to pronounce his last name because I'm not a pronunciation guy, but uh It's a written test. You know, Umba um <laughs> Umbungalole. That's close enough. You know. I think everybody knows what you mean. I I don't really know why he's in the portal. Um I guess it's because his coach is leaving. Or he just had an altercation with somebody and doesn't like him anymore. He's moving on. So, really, I see him playing at a, you know, a power five school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, nothing short of D1 anywhere. Uh, I could see him ending up at somewhere in the SEC. Really? Possibly. Really? I think he wants to come and play real man football. You know, I was talking because, you know, I've, for those of – for anybody who doesn't know, I got my appendix taken out yesterday. So, you know, I've been at home all day just sitting here watching, listening to Sports Talk Radio, watching Pat McAfee, watching ESPN. You know, I was watching um the hard count, J.D. Pickle um, or Pickel. I don't know how you say his last name, but he's, he's great. He was doing a transfer portal thing, and he was talking about how DJU – you know, maybe leaning against returning to the ACC just because everybody knows so much about him. The SEC, to me, that seems like an interesting fit for him. Obviously, you know, he's cemented himself as a real-deal football player out there in the Pac-12, but, I mean, it's hard to forget how he played two years ago against the Dogs and just the horrendous and horrific year. And really almost – he's almost the one you can blame for the setback of the Clemson dynasty and really kind of the downfall of it almost. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who's – I don't think he's going to go to a real great team. Mm-hmm. I think he just wants to go and be, you know, a leader and, you know, have some respect from his teammates and be the guy on that team and try to promote his name for mm-hmm. the draft. Um, I could really see him going somewhere like Auburn. Mm. Yeah, I that wouldn't surprise me. You know, Auburn, I think Auburn's going to get somebody in the portal. I've seen that Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback, who, you know, he's obviously had a phenomenal career there, and I'm glad he's kind of moving on from that smaller brand to go really play. I'm excited to see him play at a big big brand, but, you know, he issued his, like, non-contact card. So basically what he's saying is that he knows his worth, so he's only reaching out to schools that he thinks that he deserves to like play at. So he's not even talking like he's not even talking to the schools. He's like the schools aren't talking to him, he's talking to them. So it's just like funky stuff like that. I could see I think Auburn's gonna get either a guy like DJU, Riley Leonard, or Cam Ward. I think Auburn's got the money to go get one of these guys. I mean, Russ, I've seen stuff that like Cam Ward has 10 offers right now with $2 million worth of NIL money attached to it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And, I mean, here's what I heard today. I heard that Kirby Smart and Georgia, they're preparing a $4 million package to bring back Carson Beck. 
Like that's what he's been promised or told, or and that's what's. But I mean, that's that's crazy. That's insane. That's it's definitely crazy. I mean, it makes you wonder how those guys behind Carson, you know, were performing at practice and stuff. Because I mean, them paying that much money to get this quarterback back at school. Um, I don't know. It makes you wonder sometimes. Yeah, and. I, and I don't think that's a dig on the talent on the Georgia in the Georgia QB room. Here's what I think Kirby sees. Kirby looks at that schedule next year. You open with Clemson. Week two, you're at Texas. Week four, you're at Alabama. It's, there's no, there's no warm-up time. There's no, like, all right, let's find our rhythm. No, you're playing real man football from the get-go. There's no UT Martin. There's no Ball State. There's no, there's no early season Vanderbilt where you can just kind of sleep through it. No, they're going straight into big-time football, and – Yes, the playoffs going to 12 teams next year, but you drop three games early, it's going to be hard to make it. Yeah, we're at least going to have to win one, one or two of the one three. Or, or preferably two. Yeah, preferably two. Um, do I think we're going to win all of them? Absolutely not. I, uh, in my opinion, I'd want to beat Clemson, Texas. If Texas beats us, Texas beats us. I want to beat – I want to stomp Alabama. I, yeah, it's – you know, every year I'm like, well, you know, I don't dislike Alabama that much. And then you, we play them, and I remember how much I hate those people. No, nah, I don't hate the people, but just that team. Yeah, I just, you know, a one or two lost Georgia team is probably going to be in the top 12 every single year. Yeah, uh, especially with the reputation they've built. I mean, Kirby's – not like, and you know, we talk, everybody praises Jim Harbaugh and the job Jim Harbaugh's done at Michigan, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh's a better coach than Kirby Smart. You know, people, Jim Harbaugh's got like, like all they can talk about when you talk about Michigan is how Jim Harbaugh's got all these NFL offers and, you know, he's just some coaching genius. Jim Harbaugh cheated, first off. Second off, Jim Harbaugh got curb stomped by Georgia in 2021. And then they got beat by a TCU team that, let's not forget, Georgia beat them by 58 points last year. So, you know, it's – I don't think – I think Georgia has the reputation that in a 12-team playoff, even if they lose two games, I think they're going to still get in just based off their proven track record in these games. You know, and part of winning those games for me, uh, we're going to have a really young defense next year. Yeah. Uh and maybe in the portal, you know, Kirby can go get some more veteran guys, yeah, uh, some older guys, just to to cushion our our you know playing ability. Um, one thing Alabama did really well was target Everett. Um, he's a freshman, right, or a sophomore? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, they targeted targeted him many times and got him out of position that's not a shot at him he's just young Mm -hmm. um but yeah just just some veteran knowledge back there would would really help the dogs yeah you and i i don't know if you've seen this but georgia's secondary coach was hired by syracuse and he went ahead and Mm -hmm. took the job there so you know there's some pieces kind of shifting around it happens every year Kirby's built a coaching tree just like Nick Saban did. And, you know, he's just going to have to replace guys. He's going to have to replace guys. But now 
the University of Georgia and with the new modern era of college football or, I mean, NFL junior almost, you're seeing you have to replace guys on your roster too. I mean, Georgia – and Georgia's not a team that's like, let's go to the portal, let's go to the portal. They're not 2023 Colorado where they go get 50 guys and just bring them all in and try and make it work. No, but he's going to have to replace some guys at some positions and Georgia's going to have to go out in the portal and get some guys. Yeah, it's you know the additions of the wide receivers last year were they were big moves, but they were subtle. Yeah, you know, and I and I like that from George. I don't I don't like going picking up you know ten ten guys or fifteen guys. You know, it's it's good to go after you know three or four or five solid guys that are really going to improve the team. Um, yeah, I, I think. Being more conservative in the portal is good for Georgia and keeping guys there. Hey, here's some breaking news for you. Tyler Buckner, the Alabama backup, who entered his name in the portal to play the cross, heading back to Notre Dame. And he's going wow. to play lacrosse there in the spring. <laughs> so that's something. That's, that's your first big move of the day. I mean, not for football, but good for him, I guess, because he sure can't play football. But anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoyed.